BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hey, folks. This is Lyle here. So on today's episode, I have a guest. It is my friend, Attorney Tom, who has been on this show multiple times before. He's a good pal of mine. He is a catastrophic personal injury attorney, a real attorney, but not like how I'm a therapist kind of attorney. He's an actual real lawyer man and also a, a YouTuber and a, and a TikToker that I met uh, on, on TikTok about, I want to say, a year ago when I when I really first started uh, uh, getting knee deep into into being a gecko for the first half of of this podcast, it's me and, and attorney Tom taking calls from the people uh, to hear about times that they've gotten in trouble. And it was a good episode. And I normally hate doing these long, rambly intros. I like to just get into the calls. But I figure that since I have a guest on this one, it would be nice of me to introduce them. So, okay, enough of me. Enough of this intro. Let's just get into it. Therapy Gecko's on the line, taking your phone calls every night. Therapy Gecko's doing it right, he's teaching you how to live your life, but he's not really an expert. Attorney Tom, you know, before we begin, before we start taking phone calls, is, uh, is there anything that you want the people to know? Anything you want to tell the folks of, of Gek Nation before we begin? Anything at all? Yes, very standard lawyer gecko protocol. Um, I'm not your lawyer, and you are calling. Please do not tell us anything that you should consult with a um, lawyer operating in their professional capacity. Yes. You are calling to talk to two geckos yes. who are on the air with uh, presumably thousands of people watching. Yes. So. Be mindful. Yes. Um, this is for entertainment purposes only. Don't say anything that could get you in a lot of trouble. Exactly. Let's begin. Hello, Jacob. Uh, yes, hello. How are you? You're on the phone with, uh, I'm with good. Uh, Lyle and Attorney Tom. Oh, holy shit. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm freaking out a little bit right now. Hello. Hi. How you doing, Jacob from Can Jacob has Kansas. Kansas is cold, flat and boring. I am mm. more of a Colorado person myself, but I live in mm. Kansas, unfortunately. Uh, Jacob, we heard that you used to have a job dressing up as the Grinch and, um, 
You're with fellow fellow green men. Uh, this is a safe place, and uh, we'd love to hear your story. Oh, yeah. So, um, every year... So, I should preface. I'm, I do cosplay. So, one of my cosplays that I decided to do many years ago when I was in high school was uh, mm-hmm. I'd get this prosthetic, and I would paint myself green and just do impressions of the Grinch. Someone found it on social media from the city of Manhattan. Oh, shoot. I just doxed myself. Um, anyways, ignore that. Um, Manhattan, and Kansas. So they saw me and they were like, yes, Manhattan, Kansas. Not New York, but Manhattan, Kansas. Continue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I get hired every year to do the Grinch uh, for the city because they found me online. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, well, you do a really good like impersonation of him. Uh, would you like to come to our Christmas festival that we do every year after Thanksgiving? Um, and so I've been doing this for the past five years. Um, and then the year last year, actually, um, I was not invited back uh, this year, but due to what happened. But I got caught smoking a joint in my car by a mom and daughter who were trying to find me for a photo. The cops were called and they come to find me in just like a smoked filled car, high as fuck. And I was like, now this was after the Christmas festival. This was after. Who's the real Grinch in this situation? I think it's the Karen who called the cops on you. Yeah, right? Why did I mean, she? Yeah. Like, she. Why did she call the cops on you, man? Like she just found you in the car. Like, were you? Was it? it that's that's such a classic. Did you get arrested in full Grinch gear? So they brought me down to the station, but they did not arrest me. They gave me a warning. But the funny thing was, the officers were thinking it was the funniest shit. They were laughing. I was high as fuck. I was tripping balls. I, I could see how the I could see how the officers thought that was funny. Do you think that being high yeah. would, makes you a better Grinch? Do you feel like as you're tripping, you can like get more in touch with his with the zaniness of his character? Oh, absolutely. Or do you feel like it fucks like, you up? You know. See, I, you know, I, I, I think I'm the. Like, I'm the Sorry, go on. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I think the police department missed a real opportunity for social media. They could have said like, "Hey, we arrested the Grinch." You right, know? right, right. They could, they caught you stealing Christmas presents or something. I, I'm sure that I'm we sure they we arrested the Grinch in parentheses oh, for smoking marijuana, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we still got him. <laughs> You're right, you're right. You know, I could have totally just gone with that, been like, hey, you know what, this would be really good for social media. But, like, I think at the moment I was too panicked. I've had a clean record for, like, so long. I was, like, I was terrified of what was going to happen to me. I was like, oh, no, they're going to send me to prison. And I'm just like, now, I'm a very nervous white man, and I'm just, I'm freaked out. I, I, I'm just, I, for no reason... You know, I'm gonna say of all the like stories we've heard tonight, where 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 I'm like, where where people will be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm, you know, I know it was bad that it happened, but it was worth the story. I think this is the one. I think that was worth the story. That that was very worth the story. <laughs> I think those cops will tell that story forever. 
Oh, I'm sh- I'm sure it'll be interesting because I got invited to a Christmas party to do the Grinch, not by the city of Manhattan, but there's a lot of uh, city workers there, so they're gonna. It'll be very interesting to see how that goes down. T- um, tell me about tell me about some of yeah. your other cosplays. Oh my God! Um, so, are you guys familiar with like Doctor Who or like anything like that? <laughs> we, Tom and I were just taught. We're just uh, Tom actually last night. Who's, uh, your, who's your favorite Doctor? Showed me a clip of Doctor Who. I, I've never seen it, but but Tom is a fan. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I used to uh, dress up as the 11th Doctor, and I would do, like, events in Kansas City. Um, there was, like, the Renaissance Festival, the Time Traveler's Ball, so I'd get hired out to all these things. Like, I was getting paid to do what I loved. So, it was is, is the Is the and 11th then, Doctor the one who always wears the bow tie? Yeah, he's like, bow ties are cool, and wears a fez, yeah. and... You know, it's Geronimo and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's been about six years since I've done it, though. Right on. So Doctor Who and who else? Uh, so I've done Newt Scamander from Fantastic Beasts. I'm actually currently 3D printing a Mandalorian costume to visit children's hospitals. That's nice. Yeah. Um, but I think one of my, the, the most popular one is obviously the Grinch. Um, I actually will film videos as the Grinch for TikTok. And there's a video Dude. out there of me pole dancing as the Grinch to Santa baby. And that's, it's, it has to be by, by far my favorite cosplay. All right. Normally I'm like, I, I'm like, you know, whatever about self promo on here, but I, I'm, I'm happy to have you drop your, your TikTok handle right now, if you wish. Yeah, uh, it's just Jack Bucks, J-A-C-B-U-X. Jack Bucks, J-A-C-B-U-X. All right, I'm going to check out this Grinch cosplay. Oh, God. Well, don't <laughs> hate it. It's, it's, it's a very No, no, no. You know, there's no, the intentionally cringy cosplay TikToks. I like them. There's something hypnotizing about oh, them. Yeah. yeah. So, no, no you're, you're in say, this is a safe space for that. Yeah. Can, can um, I tell you guys one last time I was in trouble? Sure, what is it? How long will it take you to tell it? Uh, Not longer than two minutes. What do you think, Tom? Can you do it in 15 seconds? Can you do it in 15 seconds? 15 seconds. Okay, so 21st birthday. I get taken out by two friends. Uh, they abandon me. I do 32 shots. Wake up in the hospital with the felony. Ooh. That was that was under ten seconds. That was great. See, well, that was concise. First of all, what did yeah? <laughs> okay, well that's good because I mean, was it like why were you, what what were you charged with? I mean, obviously you were clearly too intoxicated. I'm glad you're alive. Thirty six shots is um very dangerous um <laughs> by a magnitude of a million. Um, was it just like public intoxication or was the deal? You don't even remember. Public intoxication, and I jumped on a police car. <laughs> <laughs> what, who were you dressed as then? I was dressed as myself, just a very skinny 21-year-old kid in Kansas. Um, well, Jacob, man, look, we hope you, we hope you stay out of trouble, and uh, uh, we wish you good luck in your uh, cosplaying adventures.
I, I appreciate it. Thank you. You guys have a great rest of your night. I've been listening to the podcast for forever now. You guys are amazing. Lyle, I fucking love you. And Tom, keep doing that law shit. Thank you, Jacob. Have a good rest of the night, Jacob. Thank you for the kind words. Raven? Yes, hello. How are you, Raven? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, I would ask how you are, but uh, you're a gecko on, on the computer. What does that mean? Uh, I just feel like I feel like ninety percent of the time I've heard you answer that question, you answer with "I'm a gecko on the computer." We just I just know the bit now. You can ask how Tom is feeling. Yeah. How are you feeling, Attorney Tom? Well, I'm a gecko on the computer. That's that's a good joke. I like that. It wasn't a joke. I. Well, I mean, it's true. There's nothing I, I, inherently I, funny yeah, about I, about that because it's just the truth. You are a gecko I am on the existing computer. On the computer. How can we have? Yeah, I think right? that's the whole. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, have I ever been in trouble? Um, uh, I'm a retired drug dealer, and I've done a good job of avoiding trouble. But I've been in lots of situations that I could have been in trouble, <laughs> if that makes sense. Okay. Um. And uh, my my first piece of advice for anyone that finds themselves in trouble or like doing trouble would be break one law at a time. If you're going to break the law, like don't break the law. But if you're going to, break one law at a time, because that has served me very well. What? <laughs> Can you can you elaborate on that? Uh, yeah, so like if you're going to be driving around with, say, illegal substances in your car, uh, make sure that your license and registration is valid and that you drive the speed limit. Uh, because like that's how like traffic stops aren't like like the purpose of traffic stops isn't really to like keep the streets safe. Like to some extent it is, but like a lot of it is to catch people to have like warrants. Or, you know, that are doing illegal things. So if you don't want to give people a reason to, like, suspect you of anything, then, you know, you're you're probably okay. Like, no one else knows that you have something illegal in your car. Does that make sense? Oh, I know. I mean, you're, you're getting into the whole probable cause, reasonable suspicion, Fourth Amendment kind of deal. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, also, like, don't ever admit to anything. Like, if you, if you like, get caught, like, just lawyer up and don't say anything and you're you might not be fine but like your chances are a lot better everybody listening he's 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 exactly right this is true and they're gonna want they're gonna want an apology they're gonna say aren't you gonna feel so much better if you apologize just admit now we'll go easy on you that's a lie that's all a lie it's always a lie it's always a lie cops talking to you don't have the power to cut you a deal it's the da's who have the power to cut you a deal so like if a cop comes up to you and says hey Admit now, we'll go easy on you. Well, they're not the ones in charge of who to go easy on. Mm. So, um, the only correct response to any sort of police questioning is, I want my lawyer. I I invoke the Fifth Amendment. Fifth Amendment. Yes. Did you ever... Yes, I... What, what was the closest you ever came to getting caught? Uh, okay, so the closest I ever came... To getting caught 
Um, for anything very serious, I was uh, attempting to traffic a large amount of cannabis across a state border. And um, we actually missed our pickup. Um, but we had like a lot of, there was a lot of indications that that's exactly what we were doing. Like we had very large sums of cash. Like we got $10,000 seized by the police. Um, a drug dog hit on it, uh, supposedly, uh, even though, I mean, it, it, it never comes in contact as far. Okay. Yeah, we, we did get the money back. Uh, so we fought that. We got the money back. Um, and then we had like a personal amount of cannabis with us. Uh, but they actually didn't even like do anything about that um, so you, because it was so just a personal amount and it was like in. So you got caught pre pickup, whereas had you exchanged, allegedly exchanged the. Oh, Tom, I'm sorry. The. Okay. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So you, you got caught pre pickup. So had you been caught. After you allegedly would have exchanged that money for an alleged amount of drugs, yes. you would have been caught with a large mm-hmm. amount of drugs and it would have been bad. But instead they just pulled yeah, you over and with a bunch of cash. Yeah, and that story is actually... Yes, and the story is actually a little more interesting because we tried to pick up. Um, it was someone we had never met. We drove uh, hundreds of miles. The deal was too good to be true and it turned out to be a cartel and they were not trying to sell us cannabis and we almost got killed and we got away. Uh, it was my best friend and I in college. Uh, they were going to force us to buy something that uh, a harder substance that we were not interested in, in buying. Uh, we met this, like the contact for them at a party, a college party. And, uh, we did not know this guy. He just like hooked us up with these people. The deal was too good to be true. We drove, um, a couple across multiple States to get there. And then, uh, it was not a good deal. So, we escaped that and then ended up dealing with the police later. Interesting. Well, so I, I think, yeah, it would have been post. People... It should, should have been post pickup. Well, I'm glad that it worked out for you. Allegedly, you know, maybe this is all just one big story. Yeah, allegedly. You know, we don't know. Yeah, allegedly. Um, I'm glad that worked out. I think uh, it's very important for anybody in the chat who might be listening. Um, when you go across state lines, you are committing potentially the same offense multiple times in multiple mm, different states. Is that how that works? Oh yeah. So mm. you know mm-hmm. you're not only you're not only trafficking in one uh, one state. You're potentially trafficking in however many states you're in. And on top of that, because you cross state lines, it could go into federal jurisdiction because you know you're you know you're commercing between the states. And uh, getting prosecuted for criminal drug trafficking by the federal government is not something you want to do. You always want to try to keep it in state court if possible. I mean, ideally, you don't want to get caught. But I'm just saying, if you have to choose to be prosecuted by somebody, you'd much rather be prosecuted by the state governments than the federal government. So you were you're you're playing on thin ice, allegedly. According to your story, yeah, yeah, wow, thin ice. So the guy, the guy that I normally got uh, picked up for this is this is actually the reason I left this specific college. The guy that I normally picked up actually did get busted by the DEA because um, this was all like long before cannabis was like. Because I'm 29, so it was, it was before cannabis was like starting to become legal. Um, I think California had medical, and that was like that was about it. Um, and so I left. Uh, because he got busted by the DEA and they had pictures of everyone. 
but they only took down like the people on top so that was convenient for me but then like for the next 10 years every time i saw like police lights or there was one time i woke up and there was federal marshals on my lawn because the guy that lived in the apartment next door i guess was running from the police um so yeah it just like like don't get in trouble because like even if you stay out of trouble you're still like always watching your back if that makes sense like yeah so so that goes to the question yeah, that that goes to what we were we were talking about earlier: risk versus reward. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it's mm-hmm. just a huge risk that is always lingering over you for for what? I mean, you know, a couple thousand bucks, you know, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I so have like Raven, a regular job now. Okay, that's exactly what I was going to say because uh, uh, the call screener mentioned that you have a have a regular job. Talk to us about your regular job, real quick. Uh, so I'm an HVAC technician, which also, by the way, uh, shout out to you, Gek, because in one of your early streams, you uh, gave HVAC technicians, like AC guys, very high praise. I did. Uh, I did. I did. And, I remember exactly what and, you're talking about. A guy called in saying he was going to go to trade school. It's been HVAC technician. Yeah. Like, that's a great idea because you come out of there knowing how to do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I appreciated that because, uh, you know, when you watch, let's say, adult entertainment, it's always the plumber and never the HVAC guy. And uh, no one really cares about the HVAC guy. But, but uh, you know, we uh, we have a hard job, and uh, and it's always hot because everywhere you go, there's no AC. Um, and uh, But it's good work. It's honest work, you know. So, well, listen, Raven. Uh, the money um, if you ever bad. if you ever start a campaign uh, for more representation of HVAC guys in porn, uh, Attorney Tom and I uh, have you have our support. I, you know, I, I sincerely appreciate that. I have had one instance where an older lady, um, uh, what well, we went to go collect after fixing her air conditioner, and she was. Um, completely naked in her bed and so it was very much like a, a porn scene type situation um, and she was probably trying to get a discount on her bill and we were not interested in that because we're very hot and sweaty and just wanted to go home to our families uh, but yeah you know so it's happened once in real life a, a potential situation so I feel like maybe we need some rep- representation on the hub you know what I'm saying oh we know what you're saying we know what you're saying Raven uh, thank you so much for calling and, and sharing with us. And, uh, you know, I, I, um, I wish you the best of luck moving forward. Thank you, Gek. And uh, thank you, Attorney Tom. It was great talking to you all. All right. All right. Have a good night. I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense, the whole HVAC porn thing. Because, look, if your HVAC is actually out, yeah, the last thing you're going to want to do is have intercourse in, like, a hot house yeah you know so it's yeah. not it's not like you know like you know if you're if you're a porn star and you get called over because the hvac's not working they're gonna say like okay you need to fix the hvac i mean it just logistically makes sense i mean you know if there's plumbing issues that like that, that's not like immediately urgent uh, R- Raven, I take back uh, what I said. Uh, uh, Tom, you're actually making a really good point as to why uh, you would not want to have sex in a house that uh, does not have have proper uh, air conditioning. Yeah. Um, 
Ah, Raven. Uh, I'm glad to hear though that he was able to uh, find a a, a regular gig. Uh, sounds like he got extremely fucking lucky. He got extremely lucky. I mean that that whole deal blowing up was probably the best thing for him. Yeah. Um, he he brought some very interesting legal issues. Um, as he put it, only break one law at a time. Uh, however, you know, just just to go further on that, you know, it is often the case that people get charged for things that they weren't initially caught or pulled over for. You know, for mm-hmm. instance, you have the outdated registration. You get yeah. pulled over. They, you know, they they grow up to the window. They notice, you know, a bottle or a bag or something, and then boom, you're arrested for something completely different than the reason you were pulled over. That, you know, so so he, he has some validity to to his advice. I will have to give him props for that. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high-interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. Steven, how are you? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm here with attorney Tom and, uh, uh, how can we help you? Well, basically today it's, <laughs> I don't want to look at chat. I'm sorry. It's just, really no, 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 you but, don't uh, have to look at chat. We're only chats going on yeah. is between you and me and attorney Tom. Exactly. So, um, I'm a part of like the LGBT community Word. and my, like our movie theater is called Cineplex. We have a thing where it's like Toonie Tuesdays. So they show old reruns of movies. Like it's usually Star Wars and stuff, but um, they were airing The Notebook. And me and my boyfriend, we love Ryan Gosling. So like we don't really know the whole plot of the movie, but it just so embarrassing. We, we just got really like I got really turned on and I asked him to start jerking me off. And he did. And apparently there were complaints. And the staff came in and kicked us out. And you asked him to start jerking you off in the middle of the notebook. <laughs> and was it because well, we, were, we were like, you know, we were holding hands and stuff. And he had his like, 
he put his hand on my thigh, and then I just mm-hmm. asked, you know, I just mm-hmm. asked him to take it to the next level, mm-hmm. and he did. And and what was it? Was it just, was it was it Ryan Gosling that made you like so? Honestly, like, once you started touching me, we, the the movie just we just stopped watching. But yes, initially it was Ryan Gosling. Interesting. And now is this? Let me I ask. Mean, he, is this a thing? Is this a thing for you of like sexual excitement? Like, like the fact that it's it's a it's a sort of quasi in public thing. Does that add to the yeah. to the to the experience for you? Yeah, we, we're so bad. Um, yeah, we we like public humiliation. Like we do this thing at. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have this theme park called Canada's Wonderland, and we go in there and we wear diapers. And like when mm-hmm. we when we wait in line, we um, we drink a bunch of fluids and we just piss ourselves and we just think we're so bad. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Can I talk to your boyfriend? Is he with you? Yeah, for sure. Isaac. Yeah. Therapy guy. You already know he's on. But I know therapy guy. Yeah. How are you doing, sir? How are you doing, Isaac? I'm good myself. Um, what would you like so to Isaac, Isaac, so how did you, how did you, what was your initial reaction when your boyfriend asked you to jerk him off uh, in the middle of the notebook? Did you, did you, were you into it immediately or was he, or, or did you have some apprehensions about it beforehand? No, 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 no. My boyfriend asked me to do something. I do it for him. He's my lover. That's beautiful. Well, thank you. Um... <laughs> Dance straight. <laughs> Tom, uh, Tom, Tom, what do you have to say about all this? After y'all were caught, <laughs> you were just at, after after y'all were caught, y'all were just asked to leave. Uh, yeah. Really, nothing more than that. Well, there was a little bit of struggling because you know we were we were trying to fight it off because you know it's kind of awkward some people just coming up to us and I'm, you know have my hands on my lover's penis mm-hmm. it's rock hard Ryan Gosling's on the screen and I just we can't help ourselves when we see that sexy Ryan Gosling tell them about our court how we went to court oh our court date so it was so you did so there was more it was a little bit yeah a little bit Okay, so all right, all right, so you didn't just get kicked out. They pressed charges. You got a ticket. We didn't get a ticket, yeah. There wasn't no family. At the bottom. They were at the bottom, though. You made sure everyone was not near us. We booked our tickets in advance, but we got the back seat. We didn't get the back seat. We what? Tell, the back seat look, tell your, boy, your boyfriend. Look, Hold your boyfriend on. can just come. To, be, you guys can be on speaker and just both what, talk. What? What? Let's talk about what happened at court. Well, we we can't afford an attorney, so we had a like a free one for us. Yeah, public defender. The, the, the judge public. was actually really, was actually really nice. Like we're young, we're like we're eight, I'm eighteen. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, we were about. And to they get were going to charge. Like at, at the time, we were at the time I was seventeen because my birthday was in August. Hello, baby. Scorpio. Leo. But um, what's your Scorpio sign, by the way? My what? Your um, astrology. Your astrology. Oh, hey, Lyle. It's yeah. funny as this is. I think you don't think you don't think we should take this. No. Okay. Steven, uh, good luck to you guys in the future. Uh, uh, and you both have a, a wonderful rest of the day. You're not gonna help us. You help. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ! I just want. Is it is very important I, I, that they're I, both that they're both over eighteen over at the 18. time of this situation? At the yes. Time of, yes, I fully agree with that but, sentiment. But you know, you don't want to. They clearly like the embarrassment thing. You know, look. If you look, here's the thing: is it, and and I think this is a popular sentiment. I think people, if you can, um, whatever whatever you derive pleasure from in life, you know, as long as you can do it without, uh, you know, negatively affecting the people around you, go for it. The kind of the question is: Did they negatively affect the people around them? I would argue yes. I would also argue yes. Yeah. So, you know, maybe I, I feel like, you know, look, if you can find a way to, uh, uh, you know, feel shame pissing your pants at home, d- dude, piss, go, make a lot, make a lot. Here's, here's my, make a live stream where you're pissing your pants in a diaper, like on the internet. And then that way, everyone who wants to be a part of that can then join. And then you're not, you know, uh, uh, in, you know, inconveniencing the people who do not wish to take part in your in your embarrassments. Yes. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Hello. 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 Hey, can you? How how be ya? Uh, I'm doing pretty all right. You know, got good work done today. Sort of a long day, so it's been nice to relax a little bit. But I uh, I called in because I wanted to ask Attorney Tom, uh, what is the what is, what is the, kind of like the statute of limitations on a like maybe food tampering might be what this is considered or uh, uh, I wouldn't I, sure, I wouldn't say sure. poisoning necessarily but <laughs> yeah um, so the short answer is it's going to depend it's going to depend on the state and it's going to depend on what the charge that is brought against you is because every charge is going to potentially have a different statute of limitations. And so, I mean, food tampering, you're probably in the realm of, like, assault. Because, I mean, you're literally, like, even though you're not punching somebody, you're changing somebody's food. They digest it. It's harmful to their body. You're probably looking at some form of assault, criminal misconduct or mischief. Um, there's probably, like, a bazillion other charges. Um, so it's just going to depend. Um, so I don't know. Without For sure. Without knowing the state you're in, um, and without knowing what exactly the prosecutor would charge, and there's no way to know that, um, it's just going to depend. Which is why the famous saying for all lawyers is, it depends. Right, right. Well, luckily, I'm calling about someone who isn't me. Swim, sure. if you will. Sure. It's a story. Uh, yeah, or a story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, yeah, I sure, got you. Sure, sure. So, uh, you know, uh, back in my someone else's college days, uh, they were in a fraternity, and then they when they were in a, when they were a pledge, uh, this for particular fraternity's idea of hazing was just like hitting people and uh, boarding them in between like rafters of a wall and stuff. So this person got tired of things like that real quick, and. Uh, uh, the school was like 60 to 70% in the Greek system. And I'm going to wrap up the context as quickly as I can. But uh, the same week that this person left, the fraternity was also reported for hazing. So they kind of lost all of their friends. 
right at the same time. I felt uh, pretty depressed. Uh, so they decided to do a dumb thing. Uh, this fraternity's house was right up against the woods. And before big parties, they would make up their jungle juice in these huge 20 to 30 gallon containers. And they put the this container in the laundry room, which had a window to the outside. Uh, so the night before the biggest party, this person may have waited overnight, uh, got real late, and uh, just just pissed in all of the all of the stuff that this, these people were going to be drinking uh, before probably the largest party of the year. Um, maybe 200, 300 people. Uh, so just to be clear, this person feels I, guilty about it much later, but, uh, sure. but so what does something like that look like? Yeah. Um, hmm. well, so I'm assuming that obviously this, this person was never caught and that everybody consumed this jungle juice. That, that is exactly correct. Yeah. That, that's probably, uh, yeah, that's probably it's probably some form of assault. Um, uh, three hundred yeah, counts. Three hundred counts. Jesus. Um, allegedly. 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 Um, allegedly, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, the 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 good news is, um, I would argue that probably ninety nine percent of the people who drank your pee probably don't know that they drank your pee to this day so sometimes ignorance is bliss exactly right exactly right that and if dodgeball taught me anything it's that you're in a sterile so i'm so i'm wondering nobody said anything nobody complained so well i think that i think that says more about the jungle juice than it does his pit (laughs) i mean probably probably so I mean that that that's just like they literally grab like whatever the hell they can find. I mean, look for all we know, they pissed in it before you did. That that is true, honestly, considering the way these guys acted. Um, and so did, and and this person were they at the party? No, they did not attend the party. They uh, promptly drove home for the weekend. Okay. And you never heard anything. And did this person ever tell anybody about this? Not 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 until the night of that same party the following year. Interesting. Hmm. Well uh you know it just just no, from, no one you know, who remained at the school at that point though. Well you know, a lot of people um uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people would never get caught if they just kept their mouth shut. You know, um, you see a lot of criminals right. who get caught right. just because you know they they need the urge to tell their story. I'm not saying that you know this going to happen here. I was more referring to like you know you telling somebody at the school a year later. That was a pretty dangerous move. None of the none of the people that were informed of this were still there. They were they were yeah. long gone and happy to be gone. And then also, you know, you got to worry about proof. You know, really the only t- thing you could get caught for at that point is, you know, this person's testimony. Mm. You know, because there would be no, like, actual evidence. 
So the only thing the person the person could shoot himself in the foot by just admitting to it. But I mean, you know, other than that, that's true. Proof is there, right? Very interesting. Well, uh, right, right. what did your name was? Anonymous. You, you. Uh, well, well, Annan. Well, Annan. Um, Annan. Actually, before we go, Annan. You know, Annan. This person. They see you. They, they. They've expressed guilt over this. Um, is there anything? Is there anything you think they've done? Uh, moving forward in their lives that, you know, as an attempt to, for, of, of rectification. Either, either rectification towards the parties involved, or, or maybe even more so a general rectification of uh, adding good into the universe to balance out the bad they feel they have added. Oh, definitely, and that that started by working on their own depressed feelings, right? Like you, you I mean, you've, you've got to kind of work through your own shit before you can start helping other people fix theirs, and uh, uh, you know, they've definitely done their best to be there for people and uh, uh, just continue to do stuff like therapy, right? It's a big deal. Uh, but this, this was this was more than 10 years ago, so this mm-hmm. person has changed nearly entirely. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for uh, for sharing, Ann, and you have a good rest of the night. You too, Gecko. You too, Tori time. See you guys later. See ya. Very interesting. Would let me ask if someone um someone came to you and they were like you were like Tom I drink piss and I want to sue the person would you take would you take that case? <sighs> Almost certainly not. Um, yeah, it's uncomfortable, and so I would certainly not want anybody to drink piss. But um, civil lawsuits. Lawsuits where you sue over money are only quantifiable on money damages. And, you know, what is drinking somebody mistakenly drinking piss worth? You know, I would argue that, you know, it's going to be, I don't know. And, and keep in mind, it's not just straight piss. It's piss mixed with, you know, a bunch of alcohol. I would argue, you know, it's probably not enough money-wise to justify a lawyer getting involved because i mean these cases take hundreds and hundreds of hours and years to mature mm. and i'm not going to go take a case for you know insignificant amount of money you know you can actually you can drink your own piss three times and it's apparently it's like totally fine you said three times apparently three apparently Why, what happens to the fourth i don't know what happens after the fourth time i've never drank my piss four times okay but well, you know, honestly, like that jungle juice, yeah. I'm not justifying this story. But yes. like, I promise you, they did not taste the thing. Like, no, no, ju- I, bet, I bet they did. Jungle juice at college frat parties is like they buy five different types of alcohol, like the bottom of the barrel, shitty plastic, yeah. uh, you know, fits of it. And yeah. they just pour it all in together. Well, I bet that if well, I mean, in in his story, right? He was saying like there was like barrels of it, right? Yeah. I bet that. I mean, there's no way he produced like an equal amount of piss. Where it was like it was, it was, it could have only been at minimum half piss. So I mean, each cup of jungle juice probably contained w- like what percentage of that cup was pee? Like right. like like less than probably one percent. Less than one percent. 
Cynthia, is that you? Hello. Yes, this How is me. How are you, Cynthia? How are you? I'm I'm good. How are you? Um, we're hanging out. Um, what's uh what's going on with you, Cynthia? So, <laughs> I actually have a funny story to say. Um, it kind of could have gotten me in trouble, but with a little bit of lying, it, it didn't. <laughs> Now, b- before we before um, we continue, before we continue, if this story gets exposed to the public, is there any chance of you eventually getting caught, or has enough time passed where you're not worried about it? Enough time has definitely passed. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. So, um, I actually had a boyfriend that he was like my high school sweetheart, whatever, and. He just made me crazy. Like he just, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But um, we were broken up for a little, and I found out that he was like, you know, just like kind of messing with me. Like he wasn't really like taking me serious anymore. So I went with one of my friends, and I spray painted his car. And I also put sand in his gas tank. And <laughs> the where did next you get day, sand? The... <laughs> I live in I Florida. Like you, you, so, sand, they don't um, just have sand lying around. If she lives in Florida, we know. went to the beach. We went to the beach and got sand. Okay. All right, that's... So tell me, tell me about. <laughs> let's go into the spray paint. Was there any particular shapes or message that you wrote on? Um. Yeah. There... <laughs> There was actually hearts and smiley faces and just cute. pretty much everything that would point to me. And and let me just be clear, you were not his girlfriend at the time? We well, okay, so we were dating for like four or five years and we had taken like a break and we were, you know, like still talking every other day. But we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend, like, officially at the time because we were, like, broken up, so. And, w- and, w- and what was the, the straw that broke the camel's back? Um, so we had just, like, you know, hung out the day before. And then this girl calls me and she tells me, why are you hanging out with my man? And I'm like, what? I'm like... Mm. Okay, girl, this has been my man for, like, Mm. four years. (laughs) And I was, like, really angry, but it was, it was a scary type of angry, and I didn't, I didn't know how else to handle that anger, so I just kind of lashed out. How long between getting that phone call and you spray painting and putting sand in their gas tank, did that happen? Did, was it was that like a you got I that got, call and you you immediately started or is, did you think about it for a couple of days? No, no, I instantly did it like that same night. And <laughs> you didn't even like you didn't even like ask him for any clarification because it seems like a pretty random phone call to get. You didn't no. do any sort of investigation or get any sort of follow oh, up information did. before. I, I definitely did. I I had a fake Instagram, 
So I was following her and him on the fake Instagram. And then I saw that she had posted a picture with him. And I was like, what in the world? And then I called him and he told me that he's just like some, some, you know, HOE that he's just banging, whatever. And I'm like, um, how does she know that I called you? Like, <laughs> there's, there's no way, there's no way that that's just what she is. Okay. So, so do you remember what type of car it was? Yeah, but I shouldn't. I probably shouldn't say it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. It was a really Listen. nice car, and it was expensive. Okay, like how expensive are we talking about? Give me a price range. Um, uh, uh, maybe maybe I should say. It. I don't care. Time enough time has passed, and what's no it, what's enough time? Uh, like eight nine years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I don't uh, know what the statute of limitations is, but but I feel like you know, it, you're you're. It's the, probably enough time. You're again. I'm not your lawyer. This isn't legal advice. You're willing to do this, but you know, if you wanna if you wanna divulge to the world what kind of car it was. So I won't say. Okay, I, I'll say. It, I'll say it. it's an. It was an Audi, and okay. it was a really nice car. But um, yeah, so. I ended up going with my friend and he helped me spray paint the car and we were like wearing all black. No one can see us. We covered his like uh, license plate and everything and and I spray painted his car and we ended up leaving and then mm-hmm. How did it the feel? Did it, morning, did, it, did it feel good to spray paint his car? Well, I'm not even worried about the spray paint. I'm more worried about the sand in the gas tank. I mean, that's going to ruin the engine. It, dangerous. it did. It did get <laughs> it did get ruined. And I felt <laughs> so bad because listen, I've done a lot of growing and I'm, I'm like I'm a different person now. But um, it, I'm kind of feeling a little guilty still because um, he thinks that I didn't do it to this day. Um, oh, he doesn't know you did. And what? The, okay. What does he? So okay, okay. So the next the next morning, I wake up to a voicemail from the sheriff's office saying. Oh, um, we just have some questions for you. You were listed as a primary suspect um, in your ex's, like, you know, vandalization of his car. And I was like, oh, my God, something's going to happen to me. But I was like, I used the excuse that I don't even have a car. So how would I even get there? You made a mistake. Um, I know you got away. For anybody in the chat who's listening, the correct answer when the police call you. Lyle, can you guess? Uh, say I need to talk to a lawyer first. I will not talk to you without my lawyer. Yeah. That yeah. is the only acceptable response, even if you're innocent, especially if you're innocent. I will mm. not talk to you. I will not answer any questions without my lawyer. But so continue. So you, you, wow. you spoke to the police and you told them that you just didn't have a car. So that was your excuse. And you were your own lawyer yeah, in that moment. Yeah. I was I was, <laughs> yeah. I was 17 at the time and my mom was next to me and she's like, well, you have to call them back. You can't just leave them wondering. And so I called Wait. them back and I was like, hey, I received a voice. <laughs> yeah. And 
they were like, okay, okay. So you you weren't near him or the car ever since this and this day. And I was like, yeah, I, I haven't seen him since then. I don't have a car. So it's like, how would I even be able to do that? And ever since then, like, he just never pursued anything after that. He but that never, doesn't mean like, he doesn't think. Pursue. I still think he thinks it was you. Well, yeah, he, he listed you as the no. primary suspect. It's, it's pretty obvious. Probably, of course he thinks it's <laughs> on, the, on the day you confronted him about having another girl, he thinks it was uh, What was the last time you spoke to him? In the last eight years, have you seen uh, him around town? Uh, I, we've, we've been on and off ever since then. Like, I, yeah, we've, we've been on and off ever since then. And on top of that, I... When, when was the last time you saw him? Four days um, ago. About a, about a <laughs> month ago, I saw him, but I seen I talked to him four days ago on the phone. And to this day, he still doesn't know. Nope. He fucking no. He totally knows. He knows. He are knows. you are you like what, are you together? No, he definitely. Are you together? Are you together? Like, are you are you on right now? Or are you off? No, we're not. No, we're we're off. We've been off. I want to say for a year, he just like randomly calls me sometimes and he'll like ask me like, Hey, how are you doing? Do you want to go get food? Do you want to go? Would you ever, would you ever be, would you ever tell him that it was you? No. Oh my goodness. No, I would never. How how do you think he would react? I mean, he already knows, but how do you think he would react to you admitting it? Do Do you guys have a kid together? I think that he would be upset and he would never talk to him again. I'm sorry, say that again? Huh? You said she'd never talk to him again. He would never talk to him again. No, he would never talk to me again. Did you ever think that you had it in you, like that amount of rage to go and destroy someone's car? And have you ever felt that feeling since? No. I think I learned from that because the guilt is just too much for me. So I don't think I would ever do that again. <laughs> I can't. I can't ever do something like that again. I can't let my mm-hmm. anger get to me at least. So. Well, Cynthia, uh, thank you for sharing. Is is there anything else you want to say before we go? No, nope, no, nope, that's it. <laughs> thank you, guys. Have a good rest of the night, Cynthia. You too. Bye. There's no way that guy doesn't think that Cynthia was the one who did it. I mean, who you, el- who the fuck else? You get confronted about having another woman in your life and then that night your car gets destroyed. Yeah. I don't And mind you, the spray paint's not the worst part. It's the sand in the engine. Yeah. The guy knows. The mm-hmm. guy knows. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that he's still, you know, calling her every now and then and they've been sounds like they've dated since yeah i mean the fact that she said that he would never talk to her again if he knew i mean he he he. how would that be the one thing and i feel like that's just not that's just not healthy like if you have a secret that you can't tell somebody i feel like that relationship just needs to end mm. you know mm. like the fa- you know th- there's no good outcome of that relationship right Right. Well, um... I hope Cynthia finds peace. 
I hope they both find peace. I hope that uh, they don't have to go out and. Van- well, you know, maybe I, I mean, you know, maybe I don't know, maybe it would fix the relationship if if she let him uh, spray paint her car and put sand in the in the gas and put sand in the gas. <sighs> That's just an expensive equalizer, you know. Yeah. I don't. I don't believe that an eye for an eye. Yeah, is the right way to go. Well, I also. I also don't. I don't believe for a second that he knows. He's got to know. Alex from Montana. Now, I've never been. I, I've never oh, been to Montana. I don't know if I ever will go to Montana. I've heard Montana is extremely beautiful. It, it is. You should. Go. I've heard nothing about Montana ever. Nothing. I haven't heard it. Nobody's ever told me a single thing about Montana. Really? Yeah. Do you want I've to never talked to you. You're the first Montana? person in my entire life I think I've ever talked to about Montana. Yeah, tell us about Montana. We want to know. I'm curious. Um, Montana has a population of just over a million people. Um, 30% of the state is public wilderness property. Hmm. And... Um, how does how does that make you feel? That that it's public property. Yes. Yes. How do, how does that make me feel? Um, it makes me feel good. You know, it means that it means that I can, whenever I want, I can wake up and I can go drive and I can walk around in in nature and experience nature. Alex, have you ever been in trouble? Yeah. What happened? Um, I, I, I crashed my car into another person's car and then kind of did like a, like a, a subsequent kind of like run from the police. So I like didn't run. run, I guess. <laughs> 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 okay. Did um, you get yeah. caught? <laughs> um, not by the police. I, did, I I got in trouble with my my family, but uh, the police did not catch me. Um, you you mentioned in the in the the call screener mentioned in the notes that you were like doing some drifting in a gravel parking lot to impress some girls. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And did you impress? Them? It was uh, me me and a friend of mine. Did we impress them? Um, well, in a roundabout way, I ended up, you know, I got I got some girls' phone numbers. And I think actually one girl did did want to give me her, her phone number because she had seen me drifting and crash into the, uh, the other girl. And so I guess in a weird way, I, I might have impressed them. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not in, so, quite like impressing so you, you, you crashed in to you crashed and went to the other girls. So they know who you are. Yeah, yeah, we we actually we exchanged like contact information. Right, you would yeah. have had to exchange information. So how? Why, why? I don't understand why you're not running from the police at this point. Then I mean, why are where are the police even there? Well, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. So so what happened was it was like it was like a music venue, and the the gravel there was a gravel parking lot outside, and me and my friend decided that we wanted to drift around to impress girls, and so we were drifting. And another car with two girls in it saw us drifting and wanted to join in. And so they started drifting as well. And both of our cars drifted into each other. 
And mm-hmm. so that's where it's kind of like, it was like iffy about whose fault it was. And we were both like accusing each other of like, it's your fault. And so we were like pretty upset. Um, and so her car was pretty damaged, dented in on the side, but mine was pretty much fine. And so what happened was someone from the music venue called the police because it, there had been a wreck. But me and the girl, neither of us wanted anything to do with the police because I think I think she was high or something. And I had I had substances in my car that I didn't want getting, you know, involved in kind of like a legal legal uh, trouble. So we both agreed to kind of try and try and limit the amount of trouble that we would get in. And so I left. And I found out later that she left as well. We both left the scene. And then the police came looking for both of us, I guess. Um, but we were driving around the city, it's a pretty small city, but trying to just avoid police trying to find us to to find out what had happened because this venue had called about a, a wreck. Hmm. Uh, so you got the girl's yeah. phone number. Do, do you, do, important question, do you guys still keep in contact? No, no. Ultimately, I ended up. No, no, it didn't work out. No, I. Because here's the thing: is if you're going to form, if you're going to begin a relationship or a courtship on the foundation of her primary interest in you being your ability to drift, you know, I mean, how I can, how far can that really go? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think. You know, there's there's like a famous film series called like Fast and Furious, and they drift in those I've movies. And they you know, do. they have the memes about family being everything, and they I think they have a really deep, deep relationship. And I think in some way you could say that that stems from drifting. And so I'd argue that that it's I think you could, you could form a strong bond out of out of out of a love of drifting. You know, even if even if you're both bad enough to drift into each other. I think you can come out of that with some kind of an interesting. Uh, that, that's almost really poetic. Cool. They dri- they drifted into each other. Oh man! All right, I think by everything I said, <laughs> I'm on your side. Um, well, Alex, um, yeah. Yeah. Alex, uh, I hope that your dating life um, continues to go well and that you stay out of trouble. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, actually, I have a, a wonderful girlfriend, so dating life is going well. And uh, does she even know will, that you can drift? Have you drifted in front of her before? No. Well, or are you actually, saving that? Do you do you want do you want to know a funny story about drifting and my current girlfriend? How long will it take you to tell it? I can do it in fifteen seconds. All right, All right do it. Okay. The first time I ever drove her in my car to go to my back to my house, I uh, I was pulling on to my driveway and I hit some black ice and the car drifted into a fence post and the entire front of my car got it, it, like exploded everywhere. So I, it was like an involuntary drifting with my my like the first time I ever drove with her in my car. So. 25 seconds, not, it's not, not bad. terrible. Not bad, terrible. Well, thank you so much for calling uh, out. Sorry. You have a good rest of the night. Yeah, you too. Thanks. I don't. I don't. I don't like. Uh, I don't fuck with car. I'm not. I've never been like a car guy or like. A, let me do something cool in my car. No, neither am I. Like, I don't care. Let me have a cool. I don't. I've never wanted like a cool car. <sighs> to me, cars are just to get to point A to point B. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I don't care. I'll take a. Sh- I, will, I will drive the shittiest fucking car, yeah. as long as it works. Like, 
Like if it's like aesthetically shitty, I don't care. If it can see, play music and yeah, it's safe. see, I don't really care about the brand or like you know. To me, it's all about safety. Yeah. You know, obviously, I'm a purse hungry lawyer. I see some shit. I will never not drive an SUV. Yeah, every car that I will own for the rest of my real life will be an SUV. You know, you've been in my car. It's an yeah. SUV. Yeah, it's intentional. I will not drive. You never drive small like a sedan. cars. I will never drive small cars. No. Should I get rid of my sedan? Should I get a bigger? If you have the option, you should always have an SUV. Really? Why is that? Because other people are going to have bigger cars than you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's just a, you know. Would you ever get like a big van? Yeah, I'd get a big van. I just wouldn't get a small car. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to live in a city where I could just walk everywhere. I fuck. I just. I hate cars. Like I hate cars too. I fucking I, hate cars. I hate cars. Yeah, absolutely. The most. Like, when you're going through your day, when you're going through your daily life, like, that's the most dangerous situation you're in every fucking day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And plus, you know, look, when you're walk, when you're taking the subway, you can get as drunk as you want. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But in a car, it's very bad. It's very bad. Tristan from Arizona. Yo, Yo dude. How are you doing, Tristan? It's about that time, dude. Took forever. Beautiful. Tristan, I'm here with Attorney Tom. We're talking to people on the phone. Is there anything in particular that... I mean, anything... You know, I know we have the topic. I think at this point we're kind of chilling. Is there there anything in particular you wanted to talk about, Tristan? Anything at all? Yeah, it was just like... So, do uh, do you know who Slipknot is? What is it? Slipknot? Do you know who Slipknot... Yeah, Slipknot... Yeah, like the band. Yeah, dude. So they were here in Arizona a couple weeks ago, and I helped start the big old bonfire that was going on and shit. And like that, like stopped the concert for like a couple, like probably like thirty minutes or so. And like that shit was crazy, man. Like that shit got out of control. That shit got like hella big, dude. The bonfire. Yeah, man. Like, it kind of got scary for a second. I was like, fuck. Like, we just kept throwing lawn chairs and that shit. Like, it was kind of crazy, man. <laughs> Fucking COVID, dude. What? Okay. I, COVID's real. What, what, t- you have COVID right now? Yeah, man. <laughs> Sorry, man. God damn it. How recently were you at this concert? Do you think you got um, COVID at this concert? I think I think I did get it at the concert. I think, dude, because like I think because it was like what, I don't know, like a Thursday or something like that, Wednesday or some shit, and then like a couple days later, I started feeling like pretty bad over the weekend, man. Wait, so whatever it was, it was I don't remember. So it was yesterday? No, 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 not yesterday, dude. It was, it was a few weeks ago now, but I think like oh, all right. like the, the lingering effects, man. That's what it is. Mm, mm. So you were, th- you were you were doing this giant fire. Yeah. Um. Did anyone did anything go wrong? Did anyone get hurt? No, no one got hurt. But like they had like something like, concert and shit like that. And then like the next day or the same night, fucking Phoenix Fire wanted to do an investigation. Like, do as a little bonfire. Like, calm the fuck down, dude. Go and go and put out a house fire, dude. Calm down. You was like fucking crazy with said a bonfire. You said it was what? out of control and you were scared. It doesn't sound like a... No, it wasn't. 
No, it wasn't out of control, dude. That is like, no, it kind of got big, big yeah, but it wasn't like, it, was it wasn't control. life. Nah. Well, so tell me about them stopping the concert. How quickly did they stop yeah. the concert? Because I'm genuinely, gen, you know, genuinely curious about about this. They stopped it like I don't know. They they had they were playing one song and they just stopped the whole show until they got the fire under control. Okay, all right. So I mean, so it was a big enough deal that <laughs> that they had to stop the concert. I oh, would argue that they were acting as totally, a reasonable, dude. Reasonable venue and or band i think anybody i agree i mean the yeah i mean it would be drastically irresponsible for them to continue the show while while a present danger presents itself i agree with that no and you and you were the one that started the fire no i no no i didn't start it dude i helped like build it up because like we'd start throwing like launchers and shit Who's launching? So I got like the cheap ass tickets and stuff. Cheap yeah, ass. like little cheap ass launchers. Right. Who, who and they just had, like. Oh no no, no. we we're, we're allowed to bring them into the into the venue because like it's like because there's like so you TV brought and like, you took like, a little your lawn. own lawn chairs that you brought into the venue and you willingly threw them on the fire. Yeah, dude, I like, like, got from Walmart for like twenty bucks. Yeah, I got from Walmart for like twenty bucks, dude. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, dude. Hmm. Hmm. Damn, you got a cute ass voice, though. Thank you very much. That's very nice of you to say. Well, yeah, you have man. A cute voice. Thank totally. you. I think you have a cute voice. I think uh, I think uh, you have a cute voice, Trish. I think we all have pretty cute voices. Yeah, I know. I do, dude. I know. I know. Um. So you wait. So the fire department did an investigation. No, they wanted to. I saw that on uh, on Twitter. I was like, what the hell for? Like, calm down. Like, no one got hurt. No one got burned alive. There's no damn WWE match and shit. Like, calm down. But it was, like, big enough yeah. to, like, to, to stop the fire. Like, it, it was, like, it was big enough to stop the show, I mean. And, like, it was just kind of ridiculous. I mean, I would argue that any fire at a show probably warrants the show stopping it's called the control burn bro it's like they do in arizona with the with the forest fires like that the control burn okay control you're burn. not you're not gonna win this argument about a bonfire created by concert goers being considered a controlled burn yeah but we're white man so like come on but i don't not, know what that means but uh look yeah. Tristan, yo. Tristan, look, uh, look. The fire investigation department. You know, I mean, if you're if you're a department that investigates fires, and there's a fire. Yeah, I think I think it would make sense to go investigate that shit. And also, oh, the whole controlled burn sure. thing is definitely not true i think this was probably fit under the category of an uncontrolled burn i Um, suppose they do like they just like kept rushing like the uh the support staff and like the security the security with the uh with the fire extinguishers i thought it was kind of funny though just that we just like rush into the scene and shit well tristan and like people still kept like hurt at this concert uh, oh no of course no of course uh, dude 
I hope that you recover from your coronavirus and um I I, I yeah, me too, man. Time. Thank you for it ain't no joke. It's just real. Hey, I love you, Floppy. I'll still support you. I'll still sub to you, okay? Have a good night, Tristan. Hey, you too, man. Some some questionable questionable comments by by Trish, Tristan there. Definitely, definitely, definitely a, a solid handful of questionable comments. Um, I mean, look, if you're a guy sitting at a desk at the fire department, and someone te- someone texts you like, "Hey, there's a fire." Yeah, I mean, and he he started out his story saying he was scared. Yeah, exactly. Like the the exactly. fire was clearly not a controlled fire. Any fire that is set off by concert goers mm-hmm. warrants the show being stopped immediately and you know i'm proud of slipknot for seeing that true, and true, stopping true, true, the show true. immediately true, props true, true. to them and the venue that is how crowd control should be done true 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 nothing's more punk rock than safety exactly bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey folks, it's Lyle again. I uh, just want to thank Attorney Tom for coming on the stream. That concludes his his portion of the podcast. Uh, I'm going to take a few more calls just on my own here. But if you guys enjoyed Attorney Tom, please go check him out on YouTube at Attorney Tom is his channel. Uh, thank you again to him for coming on. And uh, please go check him out. He's a great guy. He makes great content. And uh, it, it was a pleasure to have him on. Okay. Back to the calls. Call from Cadville. Chad, hello. Hello. How are you, Chad? Oh my god, no way. Way. Total way. Dude, this is amazing. Um what are you up to, Chad? It's Cad Cadville, but uh yeah. Oh Cadville. Yeah. What's going on with you, Cadville? Oh man, I don't even know where to start. There's so much I wanted to wanted to tell you. Interesting. Um, you said there's so much you wanted to tell me. Uh, okay. Well, let's start with 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 something, anything at all in particular. Well, what I really want to talk to you about is um. A relationship that I'm having issues with. And why are you having issues in that relationship? Um, well, to be honest, um, it's uh, this girl. Um, well, she's my fiance. Um, and we've been actually 
engaged for about three years now. And um, I really am not sure whether or not um, I want to continue a relationship with her um, for a number of different reasons. Um, one being um, she um, has mental issues and I know it's it's hard to deal with and um, I don't blame her for um, her issues that she has. Uh, she's had a very difficult life and I don't want to put um, you know, any of her um, stuff on blast. It's not my story to tell. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, she has gone to the point where um, we've been homeless on and off for about pretty much our whole engagement. And, um, you know, I wasn't always um, the best to her. Um, you know, I did a lot of fucked up things. Um, I honestly probably caused more psychological trauma to her. And I really do love her, but um, it's gotten to the point where, um, you know, we have lived basically out of hotels, basically throughout the whole pandemic, on and off. Um, she would get us kicked out because of her behavior. Um, you know, and she'll be hospitalized and get help for a while and they'll medicate her and when she's stable they'll release her to me but she'll she won't want to continue the medication and she won't listen to their diagnosis and she basically doesn't want to continue seeking the help. Um and it's just gotten to the point where it's like uh I've lost um, a lot financially and um, a lot of like job opportunities and I've basically changed my whole life around for you know this girl mm-hmm. and I really do love her and you know I don't want anything to happen to her but um, you know like I don't think she understands um, where I'm coming from like um everything that i've sacrificed and i know she sacrificed a lot too and you know uh i i just don't know what to do at this point like i do love her and i want her to get better and i want to have a life with her but i don't know if i can do it right now and the thing is that um you know she has suicidal tendencies and she doesn't have any family. I'm the only person that she knows. Um, she basically moved out cross country um, from North Carolina here to California to be with me, and um, you know gave up a lot. And I don't want to abandon her, and I do want to have a future with her. But it's gotten really difficult, and right now I just want to focus on myself and get myself to a better position mm-hmm. so that I can provide her with a better life. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think I can you do said, that. You said, hold on really quickly, by the way, because you just okay. said, I'm trying to get a sense of where your head is at because you just said that, did you say that you do want to have a future with her or you don't? I do, but I'm not sure um, 
we want the same things and i don't i don't i'm not sure if we can have a future because well because i want to say so i mean because you just said just now that you want to uh do better for yourself so that you can do better for her is that is that correct is that what you said yes all right hmm I mean, you know, it sounds like, and, and, and from your words, you've just, you've told me that you feel like you have caused her harm, you say, and that she has caused you harm. And, and really from a lot of what you described, it it doesn't sound like this is super sustainable i mean i'd like to see you do better for yourself simply so that you can do better for yourself not so much with with her in mind because you know your whole thing of well i don't want to abandon her because she came all the way out i mean that's that's very tough but You know, if you don't feel like you're helping her, then I don't, I don't see a reason for you two to continue being together. I mean, nothing that you've really said to me so far has given me any indication that you two should continue to see each other. I mean, it seems like you two have, like, your own problems that you need to work out on your own. And it sounds like being with each other is making them worse. But I don't know. I, I I'm only making assumptions based off of what you're telling me. But is is uh, uh, ha, ha, what do you think about those assumptions I've just made? And um, to be honest, it's you're you're right. You know, like um, and I've told, I've explained my situation to a lot of people, even in more in depth. Um, you know, like I said, I haven't been. And what what do those people tell you when you explain your situation to them? You know, they they kind of basically tell me about the same thing. You know, like it. That I should probably focus on myself, and you know. Okay, so and I do. So, I do want to improve myself for me. It's not just for her, because you know, like. So I've you've expressed your of, situation to to me. You've expressed it to it sounds like a bunch of people, and they've all told you that you should. It sounds like step away and improve yourself. And then what? I mean, what do you think about that? No, and they're right, and um, like I said, I, I've honestly have felt that way for since the beginning of our relationship. Um, to be honest. I even told her that I wasn't really um, seeking a relationship. Um, so then, what? At the beginning. So, so then, so then, but, what's what do you feel like is stopping you right now from going off and and doing that? Is it is it that you don't want to abandon her, as you say? Yeah, I don't want to abandon her. Like I said, um, she does have um, suicidal tendencies. The last time I tried to leave her, honestly, um, they. She, she had to go to the hospital and um, be on a psychiatric hold because, um, you know, she she honestly tried to kill herself. And um, have I you sp- can I her. can I ask you real quick? Have you spoken yeah. to a, a a real social worker therapist about this situation? Um, I'm working on that at the moment. Um, like I said, I just got into a shelter um, about a week ago. Okay. Um, so right now I'm really trying to focus on myself. Um, she's in the shelter too, but a different one. And honestly, time away has honestly felt good. Like, 
honestly it's I've felt good for you to be away from her yeah like um honestly it's like i care about her a lot and i know she goes through a lot and like i i i feel messed up because sometimes like she's calling me because you know um she wants to speak with me because she's having a hard time at her shelter or she was having a hard time at the hospital but there was times where i'm working or you know i'm just i'm driving to get back to my shelter or or something like that and here's 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 the thing and and uh, t- tell me what you think of this i'm not i'm not telling you to believe anything uh, but i would mm-hmm. like to hear what you think about this because fir- first of all you should totally see a real social worker uh therapist person who's not a gecko about this uh they would know more than i do but my my thoughts on something like this from you know when i've when i've talked to people about it before is y- like if you're afraid of abandoning her right but yeah. if you are unhappy when you're around her if you are if you and you said this in your own words feel like this relationship is toxic and it's not working for it's not going to work for either of you it, it it does not serve you it does not it does not serve her to continue being with her because ultimately people should be with people who are happy to be around them so if you're not happy being around her it doesn't serve her to keep being around her so just just so that she has someone you know because ultimately what 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 we want for her what we want for you is both you guys to be with people who enjoy being around you that's what i think and it also just sounds like to me that she needs you know genuine psychological you know help that you might not be able to provide um and this is really this is really tough i'm not going to pretend like i you know have any have remotely any answers to this situation but i i i do believe that if you are not enjoying the relationship it does not help them it does not help the other person to stay in it even though on paper maybe it seems like it does you might not agree with that but what do you think of it no i, I do agree with that you know and, and it's it's just hard you know it's like i said i don't want to like cut her off because like i pay for her phone and everything and like i'm encouraging her to look for work and stuff like that because you know um she needs to be self-sustainable i i can't provide everything for her you know like mm-hmm. i want to have a life together with her and um you know she doesn't want to be like on disability or anything like that and you know she has worked throughout our relationship too you know it's not like i've been the only provider it's just been difficult with the pandemic and it's not like i'm not happy with her you know all the time um you know like i i do love her and like we have a lot of fun you know but there's just times where um 
she's causing a lot of stress. Like I said, um, throughout the pandemic, I was just trying to keep us um, basically, you know, off the streets. And there was multiple times where we were just asked to leave because she was making guests uncomfortable and things like that. And Listen, what did you say yeah. her name was? Cad Vale. You, you can call me Vale. Vale? Vale. Vale. That's a cool yeah. name. I like that. Yeah, like it's is that, like is a that pun, your nickname, like a, or you just come up with that just now? No, um, honestly, it's a, I, I kind of use that for like a character. I used to write stories in um, high school, and it was a character. Um, and it's like a it's like a play on words. It's like supposed to be like a veil between worlds, like kind of thing. Veil, veil. Listen, I, you know, before we go, I'm just gonna say I think um, I can tell that you care very much about this person. Which is nice. It's good to care. Um, I I I hope that you find a a legitimate mental health counselor to go through this issue with you. And um, look, man, I'm I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for her. Rooting for the good of humanity. And. Um, I, I, I appreciate you sharing with us and I hope you can find uh, uh, some help. Thank you, man. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, thank you for listening and I want to thank everyone else for listening too. Um, Absolutely. I just want to say, man, I love your show. I love what you do. Um, believe it or not, it does help a lot of people. It does help me even just listening. Um, you know, I found you during the pandemic I listen to all your podcasts every time they come out, man. And I just want to say uh, what you do is, is really helpful. You're not a real therapist. And I know it's like I do need to seek some help. And there's other people that do need to seek help. But y you are also, a, you know, a help. You know, there's like a lot of people that call that, um, you know, have stories or maybe are some embarrassed to share some things with, you know, like, their general family or people that you know they they're just scared so you know and it's the internet and there's a lot of support out there and like people like you and I've, i i just want to say that that's amazing thank you thank you val man i i appreciate that um i wish you good luck and um thank you thank you for sharing thank you thank you for answering you have a wonderful night you as well val Fail forever. Call from Faulkner. Faulkner, how old are you? Yo, uh, 31. Faulkner, Faulkner, Faulkner. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, Faulkner, is there anything in particular you wanted to talk about? Faulkner. Uh, yeah, I kind of got a crazy situation. Well, I've been in a, uh, long-term relationship we've been together like 10 years mm -hmm. we've got four kids together now four girls to be exact mm -hmm. beautiful <laughs> and actually the last we've lived together for the whole relationship then except for these last two years and it's been the last two years actually been probably the, the better years of the relationship that can be due to a number of things i've recently gotten sober um, Congrats. And with that, you know, comes all kinds of better stuff. Mm -hmm. 
It's the first time I've been able to hold a house down by myself for the whole 10 years we've been together. Beautiful. And uh, I just, after doing this for two years, I don't know. I see it. I see it hard moving back together. Like, I don't, I don't know. Every time I go spend the weekend over at her house, or she comes over here. I don't know if it's because of the time spent apart or if anything's changed, like, you know, subconsciously or what. Interesting. So, so wait a minute. Let me let me let me kind of get this straight here. So, you are in a long term relationship, about ten years. You got four kids together. Yep. And you used to live together, but now you do not. But you're still together as in yeah. a relationship. Yeah. The last okay, so you used to live. So let, let me just get this straight. You used to live together. Why did you stop living together? It just got pretty rough there for a while. Constant arguing. Couldn't seem to get along for anything. Interesting. So she moved out. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And what happened to the kids? Uh, they all live with her. I work like damn near 80 hours a week, so. All right, so you're working 80 hours a week, but you're financially supporting the kids, and, and are you financially supporting her as well? Yeah, I help out. Okay. Okay, and and you guys are still together. So she moved out, but she didn't break up with you. No, and it, that only lasted for like two months. We did split up there for a minute, but that was an ongoing thing too. And we've actually that has come to an end. We haven't did the whole breakup back together, breakup back together thing. Yeah, so you're back together. In the last two years, yes. And um, and all right, so you're back together. Are you living That's alone? The- yeah, we both are. I mean, she's got the kids, but I was by okay. myself. She was by herself, and I mean that is the that is the the end game. Yeah, that's the goal is to live back together at some point. But like I said, going back over there and just it's just constantly hectic. She's always you know arguing with the kids, yelling at the kids. This is a very interesting situation here because okay, well let me ask you, do you do you do you like your girlfriend? Do you enjoy being around her? I do. Okay. And it sounds like you mean that. Do you do you like your children? Do you do you enjoy being around them? Unconditionally, yeah. I mean there's the reasons I'm Well unconditionally, I mean I don't is it unconditionally? Because you sound like, you know, if if you were to live together, like that you know, uh, it sounds like under the condition of you guys living together, your your like I don't know I don't know if is 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 unhappy the the word. Uh, no, not 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 necessarily, but it, I mean I'm know there will be conditions. I guess there just have to be a lot of changes. Like, I just can't live around. What kind of changes? I guess she, um, she's going to want to deal with, deal with the kids in a more a calmer way. Like, can't resort to yelling at them. You know, they do the same thing. The kids are kids. They're going to yell and, you know, be crazy. But she can't mm-hmm. resort to doing the same thing. Is she full t- So is 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 it is, is it an arrangement where, like, you're working full time and she's taking care of the kids? Yeah. And not working? Okay, word. Interesting. Um, hmm. Um, 
Uh, do you have plans to move back in together? Yep. That's that's the goal, hopefully. Uh, all these things that you're telling her about, like, you know, you shouldn't yell at the kids, and, you know, I wish you would be calmer when you're dealing with the kid. I, 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 is this all stuff you've told her before? Yeah. And what does she say? Um, she, you know, she kind of realizes it. But I think it's just like a stuck-in-limbo type deal. Like, because the kids are all still young. They're all under 10. So two of them, well, one's just actually two months old now. So two of them are around constantly. One actually just got into preschool, so... It can be rough, you know, <laughs> You know, not having a job, being around young kids like that all day. I understand yeah. completely. Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds tough. I mean, um, well, let me ask you another thing. Have you gone to any sort of counseling or anything like that? No, not really. That's one thing we haven't done. I haven't because, done anything Because, I mean, this situation seems like it's one where something like that would, would work, right? Because I'm getting the sense from both you and your your partner that like you both genuinely want to make it to make it work but you have apprehensions about you know little particular things yeah um so i think that that could be that could be helpful to do some sort of counseling um hmm. that probably would and like we don't now that i think about it we've never tried it since i've been sober you know what i mean so how long have you been Mike, sober for? Freshly, like a year. A year? Okay, good, good, good. Um, so I mean, look, dude, like the will—the will is there. I, I hear it in you. Like you want to be with your kids. You want to be with with your partner. You want to make it work. You want to stay sober. You want to do it all. So I mean, I mean, that's the most important thing. I think, you know, is that you still is that you have that that will. And uh, I, you know, I'm hoping that the will is strong enough that you know when it comes time to, you know, move back in with your family, uh, you know, I hope that that will is alive enough to like you know push you to to try to make it work. Right. I mean, I can't put it all on her. I've got to you know deal with it as well. Help her with the kids. Try to yeah. take some of that. I mean, look, her. man, it's 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 tough, right? You're because you know she. I, I I. It seems to me like you guys have a. I mean, again, I don't know the intricacies of your relationship, but it seems to me like you guys have a fairish agreement where, you know, I mean, if you're working 80 hours a week and she's also working, you know, around the clock, taking care of the kids. I mean, that's 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 tough for both of you guys, you know, right. And it seems like you both are pretty respectful of each other's, um, you know, of each other's sort of respective jobs, you know, of hers being, you know, taking care of the kids and yours being, you know, providing. Would you, would you say that's yeah. accurate? Hell yeah. I mean, that's like the thing, you know, he's working 80 hours a week at a, a job like I'm working, you know, he's being a full-time on this. Yeah. It's not the same anymore. Well, listen, um, what did you say your name was? Andrew. Andrew. Buffer. Andrew. Um, yep. Andrew, uh... Uh, again, good luck to you, man. Uh, congratulations on being a year sober. I, 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 again, I hear, I, you know, I don't know you, man, but I, you know, I get the idea that, that you want to make this work, and um, I, th- I think you will. I think you will, because I just, I, I don't know, I just hear it in your voice that um, that you have that will to make it work. And um, 
Is, is there anything else that you want to say before before we head off? Yeah. Uh, no, just hell yeah, brother. Keep trucking. Beautiful. You keep trucking as well, man. Thank you. Yep. I like that guy. Call from Jason Wong. Jason Wong? Yep. Hey. Hey. What are you doing? Um, chilling. I'm chilling at home. That's cool. I'm, that's kind of what I'm doing, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. What's crazy about it? No, dude, that's, I mean, I can't believe I'm actually talking to you. You know, um, mathematically, it actually makes sense that you're talking to me because of all the people calling in, one of them had to make it through the phone line. Yeah, but so dude, I... Lot, so mathematically, calling. makes perfect I sense. I called like a hundred and a uh, hundred times almost over a couple hundred weeks. Times. Is there anything in particular that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, actually, I do. Hit me. Um, well, you see, I, I recently, I'm really into tattoos, mm-hmm. and I recently got like a really big, really visible tattoo on my arm, and I love it. But why do I get annoyed when people ask me the same questions about it like over and over again? Like, why is that, like, why does it annoy me so much? What questions do they ask you? Well, the first one is always, like, I never get annoyed when people tell me, like, they like it. That's always cool. I always appreciate that. But then they always ask me, like, how much does it, like, cost? Which I never tell them. That's it's expensive. That's what I say. And then they always ask me, like, how much it hurts. And then, I don't know, I just feel like a, a robot answering the same question almost, like, every day. Hmm. Why did you get the tattoo? You said you're just really into tattoos? Yeah, um, I mean, my friends, my friends and I are all, like, really into tattoos. So, I've been saving up money for a while to get it. So I wanted to get it, and I just uh, just got it. And does it bother you anytime anyone asks you any questions about your tattoos, or just like certain a certain specific handful of questions bother you? I don't know, because some days I will answer them like completely fine. Some days I'm gonna be like, man, these people are asking me the same questions all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my mom hates it. I understand. It. Tell, so you say the... Oh, I'm sorry, what did you just say? And my mom hates it, too. Your mom hates it. So okay, you said some days you don't mind answering these questions, but then some days you do. Maybe it's not dependent on my mood. So you say it's dependent on your mood? Maybe. Tell me tell me tell me about the mood you're in when you don't like answering these questions. Oh, um when I'm I don't know, like when I'm focused. Usually it's like usually at school. 
and it's usually like when I'm when I'm focused. It always seems like when I'm focused, people people bother me. What are you, what like, are you wow. focusing on? I got a lot of schoolwork. Mm-hmm. I'm an architecture major, so I got to be mm-hmm. like on my on my grind a lot. Okay, but so you know, actually, uh, let's deflect away from the negative here. I'm kind of curious. You say that you have some moods where you don't mind when people are asking you these questions. Yeah. What do you feel like? What? What? Tell me. Tell me how you feel in these moments where people ask you these questions and they just roll off your back and you're like, oh yeah, maybe you, maybe you even take, maybe maybe there are even some moods. That you're in, where where you take delight in answering these questions. What are, what are those moods like? Dude, that's a deep question. Um, I don't know. Usually, when I'm like at work, I'm a I'm a bartender also, so it's like it's nice. A lot of old women like it. You get a mm-hmm. lot of tips from that. Mm-hmm. So you enjoy it as a way of, uh, uh, you know, when you are feeling in a sociable mood, they function as a way to um, bring bring people to socialize with you. Is that accurate? I, I guess. Make that up? I guess. But it's not like, I'm not like one of those people who are like, like my tattoos are like my personality trait. You know, it's like, I just got them because I, I like them and I appreciate mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, People, um, I don't know. I guess it's, I guess maybe it's just the way, like, maybe it's just the way people ask me. The way they, what do you, what, what do, you, what do you have to say about the way that they ask you? Because you can always tell, in my opinion, when they ask me, it's like they always ask me, you know, like the, the basic questions, and they ask you, like, what do your parents think about it? And then that's like, mm, do you that question always? Makes me feel weird. But do you detect that there is some kind of shaming on their part in in that question, in the tone of voice of that question? Yes. Okay. See. Okay, and how much of that would you say is the reason why you don't like getting these questions? I don't know. I haven't really thought about it that much. Well, I'm glad we're doing that now. I'm glad we're thinking about it. Um, because I learned this concept from a YouTube video. There's a U- fucking YouTube channel. I think it's called Charisma on Command. I was watching one of their videos. Learned about this beautiful concept that I'm trying to incorporate more in my life. Uh, it's called reading positive intent. So, like, if someone asks you a question about your tattoo, and you think maybe they're like, there's there's some like a judgy overtone to it, um, you know, you don't have to accept that as you you don't have to interpret it that way. Even even if, and you don't know. If that was their intention, you have really kind of no way of knowing if that was their intention. 
And regardless of whether or not it was their intention, you don't have to interpret it with their intention in mind. You can just interpret it uh, as them having whatever the most genuine uh, intent possible is, right? So if someone asks you that question, like, what do your parents think of the, your tattoos? And maybe you think that um, they're doing it in a shameful way. I mean, you could interpret it in any way you desire. You can interpret it as, oh, they're just genuinely curious or, oh, they're just trying to make conversation with me. Or maybe they're genuinely concerned. Or, I don't know, there's literally any number of positive ways you could spin it. And then that's kind of your choice, right? Of, like, how you want to interpret that question. And so if it's up to you, if it's your choice, you know, I've it, it would make the most sense if you try to interpret those questions in whatever way makes you the least annoyed. So that way you get to spend less time annoyed. And then you'll probably respond to them a little bit more, like positive because because you're interpreting them as approaching you positively and then maybe that'll make them approach you positively even more does does, does any of that make any sense yeah that was pretty uh pretty crazy to think about yeah um so yeah you know i mean next time someone asks you something about your tattoos um you know regardless of even if even if it's like so glaringly obvious, and I, and I don't assume it always is, but even if it is glaringly obvious that they are trying to do so in some hostile way, just try interpreting it positively and see what happens. See how they react. See how you feel. You know, if you can. Hmm. Not much to think about. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Or, or say to the people of the internet before we go? Uh, no. Everybody really wants to know what it is. Oh, seems like it. It's just a full... It's basically just like a full uh, Japanese sleeve on my arm. It's like just a bunch of different Asian shit, I guess. Sounds pretty... um. But yeah, it's just Ooh. like really like dark and black. So that's why people like ask a lot of questions about it. What'd you say your name was? Jason. Jason, God bless you. Thank you for calling. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? 
It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.